The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Been sort of created out of thin air, has been added into this economy through the Fed. What would you put as a figure? Would it be $6 trillion? Is that too much? It would be, yeah, you know, $6 trillion in, in terms of deposits with the banks and currency. be 6 to $7 trillion. Okay. That they're, that they're just injecting into it sort of out of nothing. Uh, out of nothing. They're, they're the, it's the central <laughs> bank of the United uh, States. Now, oh, think my God. About it. It's just another form of government debt. Am I, am I making sense? It, you know, it makes sense in the make-believe world of conjuring. Like, there is a certain part of this that all feels like a mirage to some extent. Do you know what I mean? It, it all oh, yeah. seems sort yeah. of fake. Well, it, it is, it's, it's a fiduciary system. It's all right. faith-based. Right? <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yes, you got to have confidence in that currency, in that dollar, because there's nothing back and there's no gold back in so it. So it's, in some ways, it's a mass delusion. Well, that was John Stewart on his new show on Apple Plus, speaking with former president of the Kansas Federal Reserve, uh, Thomas Honig, who admits full out that uh, we are in a faith-based fiat system, that uh, it's all make-believe, and as long as you believe it, then it's true. But how quickly can that fall apart when they've created $6 trillion out of nothing and that becomes the big question going forward is what happens when that faith erodes and there's no backing of that faith-based currency or fiat currency, which is money by decree. This is The Real Money Show on AM640. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. How are you doing, Jerry? Very good, Jeremy. Good to be back on the show. How are you? I'm doing great. It's been a very, very busy week here at Guildhall. Uh, a lot having to do with our first topic of the day, which is the geopolitical side of things, being the tr the Freedom Convoy, the Trucker Convoy, which uh, the uh, government has enacted emergency orders. They've even blocked, we're recording the show on Friday, they've blocked Parliament from debating the Emergency uh, Act today um, and uh, the protesters are, are some protesters it looks like are being uh, arrested at this point but this has brought up a further question with regards to money because um, you know there was reports about banks being seized or, or stopped or cryptos being seized and stopped there was even a, a side by side report of many or several major banks being uh, being off offline for mm -hmm. several hours uh, a few days ago. And uh, this is leading to some jitters out there um, in terms of do people feel that the banking system is safe? So let's start with that. Mm -hmm. is, are, are, we, are we okay to have cash in the bank? Mm -hmm. Very common. This, is, this has been the number one question for us, Jeremy. This week uh, I've addressed this concern with... Uh, I would say about 10 clients this week with the very same question texting me at odd hours of the night and that's it. My clients do have my cell number. They can text me. Um, it can be reached anytime, uh, especially in these times with, with these negative realities of, of freezing bank accounts. 
and it just it just hones in on the the focus that I have had over the years that it is you know the focus of digital anything digital assets um, you know ones and zeros on on a computer literally I mean if you have cash in the bank there's really no wad of cash sitting there for you on, on the floor we know that they have to order it in and it takes them a couple days depending on how much you're getting but it's just a binary code entry into into a system that can be audited and edited or or um, you know you can shave off some zeros if you had to Jeremy we've seen this before in in places like Cyprus uh, in Venezuela where they've revalued dollars so um, when you have a government and you when you have a central bank that has literally exhausted all tools in the toolbox uh, they can get they can get really negligent they can get uh, you know they can push the boundaries and and that just really goes into our home now the boundaries through our home walls and into our businesses so the importance is to try to divert away and undigitize your wealth you know another another way that I was explaining it to someone as well on the same topic is I said well that that's certainly a big concern but let's talk about the the actual issue at hand which is government stated inflation is 5% real world inflation is probably above five, above 10% so if you've got $100,000 in the bank burn 10,000 that's what's happening right now mm-hmm. And you're lucky to get one percent interest. So the the bigger question is is don't it's not so much about government overreach. The, you know, inflation's here. The government overreach is already there. They take how much off your paycheck, and then how much do you spend? How much do you get taxed on after tax dollars, right? And then there's the inflation where they you have to burn another ten percent. So I think that that overreach is already there in some ways. That let's let's keep keep an eye on what's right in front of us, which is keeping money that's doing nothing in the bank. Um, people are having their options, uh, I don't want to say seized, but they're, they're running out of Limited. options because if you keep it in the bank, you're, you're losing money to inflation. If you put it into a stock market where you know you listen to blogs and and every and videos and everyone's saying that the majority of the very wealthy people were taking their money out last year right so what's keeping the the stock market up other than the 150 billion being pumped in by the fed every month mm-hmm. and that's that's set to to end soon so what kind of options do you have to get a dividend of 6 7 8% in a market that is already way over valued can that drop down that's a that's a, a question people have to ask I'm not an advisor ask your advisor these questions mm-hmm. hey I'm in a I'm in a market where it's been going up for a very long time what kind of dividends can I expect and what happens if the if the market falls am I how am I going to cover inflation then there's real estate well we have an expected two percent increase over the next however long um, interest rates are slated to rise and we'll just assume two percent is is a minimum of where they're gonna go where they're going to go and we saw this play out in 2018 where they could barely get it to two percent before the market tanked can they get it to four in this in this scenario where they've printed that much more money you know what six trillion dollars on the feds balance sheet alone 400 billion in canada so i don't know if they can get there so people have to ask themselves in that sense how what do i do with my own capital Mm mm-hmm yeah, exactly. What to do with the capital is the is the main question. Uh, a lot of 
individuals, our you know investors, our you know Canadian investors have been really savvy and and, and really fortunate over the last few years of of you know. Um, you know, being into asset classes that have been inflated up, uh, specifically real estate. A lot of investors have made wealth with, with real estate, and now they're looking at options. Where should I park this capital, this excess capital? You know, we had some really good real estate moves this week. We had some clients uh, literally park all of that, all of those revenues into gold, into an asset class that has the potential to not only weather the storm of the coming interest rate hike cycle, but position for the move up. You know, uh, Goldman Sachs has really been vocal uh, talking about advisors. They've been advising uh, their groups. They've been advising uh, through the media what they're focused on. And their main focus is, you know, yes, geopolitical concerns. Russia and Ukraine have been in the news cycle over the last week, week and a half. And that has definitely supported gold. But their main reason why gold is being supported is uh, – a U.S. central banking policy error, uh, tightening in a weak economy. Tightening in a weakening economy is a policy error. And Canadians need to be aware that this is not them raising rates when things are good. This is when things are at the worst possible time to be raising interest rates. This is a Fed policy error. And historically, they they also don't have much choice. If they don't raise rates, then they just keep printing money. And that's leading – that would lead to disaster as well. Yeah. I mean, there's um, – there's no other means uh, to to reduce the debt. I mean, you can, you can default. You have to. You can either inflate. You can raise taxes. Uh, you can grow your way out. But we're not seeing that. I think we eliminate those options. The only real thing that you can do is deal with the inflation, and hiking rates is that is that that only solution. And trying to hike rates at the at the pace. Uh, to exceed that of inflation, that's the only way to temper that inflation. So you're going to be chasing inflation probably for a long time. And uh, they're going to have to reveal to us, hopefully, that we are actually above here, uh, above 5% here in Canada, above 7.5% in the U.S. Uh, we brought some of the prices last week when we talked about some of the prices of natural gas, oil, rent, gas, uh, lumber, coffee, doubling in price over the past year. That's 10 items averaging 42%. That's the rate of inflation, according to this basket of 10 goods, not 7.5% CPI. So they will come to reckon. We'll see what happens when they start raising the rates. But definitely, I don't want to be any uh, currency-denominated assets right now. And speaking of, of the price of gold, where how is the price of gold with relation to inflation and where the bottom of the market for gold is, in the next segment, we're going to talk about what it costs to bring an ounce of gold out of the ground, which I think is going to provide the low-risk entrance point that we're at right now. It's going to, going to give that for, for our, our audience. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. If you want to undigitize your wealth, if you want to have zero counterparty risk, you want to look to own some physical precious metals, and you can do that by going to our website, guildhallpreciousmetals.com. You can pick up a few ounces of gold, you know, a 100-ounce bar of silver, maybe a tube of maples. And if you want to maybe hold physical precious metals outside the banking system held in, a, in an IROC-approved vault facility but still have personal ownership of that product within an RSP, you can also do that with Guildhall. Just give us a call, one silver This is The Real Money Show on AM640, and we'll be right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. 
The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number 18778Silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Let's before we get into the cost to mine an ounce of gold, let's just start by uh, talking about who who out there is bullish on gold right now because one thing I'm noticing is I am seeing less of a mainstream push to negate gold and say that gold is not where you want to be. They might not be pushing it saying, yeah, you all need to own gold. But who out there is bullish right now, Jerry? Well, we have some major institutions uh, such as uh, Saxo Bank, uh, Goldman Sachs, uh, and JP Morgan. Actually, in the, over the past week, it's been Goldman Sachs on the wire just uh, just talking about gold and really talking about the fundamentals of things that we discuss often, geopolitics. Um, and they know that although the threat of war in, in Ukraine and, and Russia does support gold, they believe it's, it is the fundamentally the economy right now is the main driver for gold. They wrote this week that Russia and Ukraine risks definitely have contributed to the most recent rally in gold. But they believe that gold, the gold real rates disconnect that began since early January and prior to last Friday, gold was not correlated to oil and geopolitical risk proxies. Instead, we believe that we're entering into a macro environment where the gold and real rate relationship structurally breaks down as higher rates hurt growth and risky assets, thus leading to more fear, which in turn bolsters gold. In that scenario, gold, the most important gold drivers are no longer U.S. real rates, but instead U.S. growth dynamics. And further, J.P. Morgan noted last night that, real, that the retail flow uh, is, is starting to flow out, and we're seeing the stock market just getting hammered and hammered, and shares are actually flowing into gold, J.P. Morgan says. Um, as a result, a lot of more traders are going with the inverse-related, inverse stock, so they're shorting the stock market now, and they're actually seeing some massive gold inflows. Some funds saw the strongest interest in weeks, in months, in fact, uh, attracting over a hundred million dollars in net buying, so they believe they're on the cusp. They said of a wall of money that will be exiting the share markets, exiting the stock markets as they hike interest rates and into the likes of gold. And we're talking physical gold because many of the funds need the physical gold. So there's going to be a squeeze, Jeremy, on the supply for sure. There can't not be. There's a limited supply. You can only bring so much to to the market on a monthly basis and annual basis you can only bring 1.275% up to 2% a year that you can't flip on a light switch and double the supply of gold it just doesn't work like that and so you have a limited supply the potential for unlimited demand as more and more people in this case i think what you were saying about goldman sachs was one part geopolitical and one part safe haven Right, people are moving into gold as that safe haven. They want to get out in front of the fire, and you can't own insurance afterwards. So mm -hmm. you have to be early in that sense. And uh, so, yeah, that's we're looking at the safe haven side, lack of physical supply really entering the market as just at the point where demand starts to tick up. Now we've seen that happen a couple times in the last year and a half in the gold and silver market, where the retail market got absolutely zapped. Mm -hmm. 
all of a sudden yeah. you're just you're completely out you can't get any product to people and how far out can you order for someone before it just doesn't make any sense anymore you know you can't order say well okay i'll take your money and and deliver you your gold in four months <laughs> you you can't do that you absolutely can't you have to have the product available for the person mm -hmm. to say you know, I'm going to take money from you and here's your gold. That's right. You can't say I'll give it to you in three months. No. You just, that doesn't work for people. Because people are buying gold because there's lack of trust. So how can they <laughs> outlay more trust? Oh, yeah, I'll give you the money and yeah, pay me back in, in four months. Not going to happen. But let, let's, let's, let's uh, move on. Let's talk mm -hmm. about the, what it costs to, to get it out of the ground. So um, our favorite, one of our favorite authors from SRS Rocco Report, um, Steve St. Angelo, came out with a chart showing that uh, essentially the cost to bring gold out of the ground right now, well, in 2021, was 1482 an ounce. And right now we're looking at about the same. It's looking at about uh, 1352, no, 14, in the 1400 range. And we're currently trading just shy of nineteen hundred. What what does that say to you, Jerry, in terms of uh, pricing? We have very little uh, downside potential. Um, we have a we have a common question, you know, like what are the potential that gold drops? And this is just one data piece that we look at is the cost. You know, it sets a floor. It sets a real floor uh, for pricing, some peace of mind for investors, which is what we need. Yes. You know, you, we want to pick the bottom. It's, it's, and we want to make sure that, you know, you're making the right move and, and we just want to see top side potential, but we have to look at both sides. What are some of the things that can pull gold down? And we address them over the, over the you know course of the year about things that can be, uh, a headwind on gold, but the major tailwind right now is the costs that are rising. And this cost will continue to move up because of inflation. We're seeing a lot of major institutions um, saying that their bottom line will get hurt because of the costs of inflation. It's going to really hurt their returns and, and, the, and the dividends that they're going to pay out. And and some of the, the earnings, the quarterly earnings will get impacted because of inflation. So uh, as the costs rise, we're going to definitely see these um, these the, the cost for mining definitely uh, to surge in the next, uh, probably in the next year or so, Jeremy. You know, looking at this article, Steve St. Angelo is saying, um, sort of giving pushback on those that think the price of gold could drop $500, $750 when, you know, a company like Barrick Gold is earning, say, $373 an ounce, maybe a little bit more today. Um, but they're also having to deal with the rising costs, mm -hmm. right? Inflation is hitting the mining sector as well. So um, last year, they earned less per ounce than they did the year before. But, um, you know, can the price of gold go down $500? And according to uh, Steve St. Angelo, he says it would completely bankrupt the gold mining industry. So they need to make a profit on gold in order to continue to, to mine it with rising costs. That's right. So... There is a floor to the gold market uh, that's not just dependent on supply side in the sense of, you know, can Guildhall get the product, but it's also dependent on what the cost is to bring it out of the ground. And mm -hmm. that is continuing to rise. Yes. So that sets a floor. This gives you a sense, you know, stocks can go to zero, but gold still costs money to get out of the ground. And mm -hmm. with the demand, and that goes to the, that goes to the premiums, you're seeing premiums are twice the rate that they were three years ago 
when the price of gold was down at $1,500 an ounce, and all of a sudden the premiums are twice the price, and it's we're only up 30%. Mm-hmm. So w- what is that all about? Why is there a higher premium? Um, yeah, it's a, this is another common question that I've had this week to address, to address to newer investors the difference between the spot price and the physical price. And it's a common thing that we have to explain. One that I, you know, we 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 love the question. It's a smart question to ask. And um, and right now, the spot price definitely does have to do a catch up on on the physical price. The two factors that go into pricing the physical is is the you know the melting and the minting, the fabrication cost, which is you normally be, been fixed. It's a fixed cost. But the other is the is the is the supply and demand side. And that right there has been the main major driver, the main driver of higher premiums over the past two years. Since since uh, 2019, we started to see the, the 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 premiums start to rise and really spike run, once COVID began. It's a supply and demand. As the supply from the from the you know from the miner to the refiner, that supply issue will have an impact on premiums. And then from the refiner over to the wholesaler, that that issue there is another is another factor in the premiums. And then from the wholesaler to us, so we have to anticipate higher premiums coming up because of the demand from our clients, from you, the listener, people who are getting into the physical market like never before. And you know, at the height of when COVID began, I actually got shocked when I saw I couldn't get the, the physical when we when, when we couldn't get the physical when premiums were spiking. I actually put my order in at that point at the high. I don't really care because I know my reasons for buying silver. But you know, when we see this type of the, the, the tightening in the market, um, it's best to be a little early than than a day too late. Yeah, so the premium is essentially the paper price is too low. It's not reflecting the demand on the market, and there's not enough supply. And so the if the price, the paper price, the only way to reconcile this is if the paper price were to double, and then all of a sudden you're buying half as much product with your with your money, with your currency, then that helps the that helps the inventory. Sure. Essentially you're providing twice as much inventory in effect. So High premiums is a reflection of the paper price being way too low, reflecting the real world, and the real world saying, yeah, no, 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 no. You want to get this product in your hand? We don't have enough of it. We have to raise our premiums. So we need to see much, much higher prices. The takeaway from, from this segment is really, one, there's a low-risk entry to get into gold because of the cost to bring it out of the ground, and this would be for silver as well. You have high premiums reflecting that the paper price is too low, so don't pay attention to the to the higher premium. Think of it as the paper price is just way too low, and where can it go from here? And furthermore, this is insurance that we're talking about. If you're not comfortable with paying the premium and you're not comfortable in paying the physical price, you can go and buy the ETF. You can go and buy the certificate. If you're not concerned about protecting and in, in wealth insurance for your own portfolio, you can buy the paper asset. But if you're looking to buy the gold, the physical gold, which represents wealth insurance, then you know your reasons for buying it and you're okay because you know when you buy your house insurance or your car insurance or your life insurance for, the, for that matter, you're not really shopping or you don't really care about, yeah, you, you want to be concerned about the premium, but you're still going to buy it. So Jerry, we've got a, a couple minutes left, a minute and a half left. Let me ask you a question from, from one of our clients. Why, we're always saying that if you can't hold it, you don't own it. Why is that important? 
Well, it does represent uh, wealth insurance, and one of those one of the facets of wealth insurance is to have zero counterparty risk on your on your bullion, on your gold and silver. You need to know that you own something that has been removed from the entire financial system, similar to the way the U.S. central bank, the U.S. Uh, Treasury holds their gold. The U.S. holds 8,000 tons of gold, and they own it entirely outside of the banking system, which means you can go and physically audit. Not talking about their auditing system right now, but for our clients, you know even even if it's held in a vault, you can go to the vault and you can physically audit your product yourself. And that's the way you know you own something. You can actually hold it, audit it, check out the serial numbers, and that's the way you know you own something um, and that it doesn't belong on any other entity's balance sheets. If you own gold right now and you cannot go and visit it and you don't have access to that gold, likely you don't own that gold. And that's the important thing. If you're insuring your wealth, you, have to, you actually have to own it. You know, if you, if you need to get insurance, you don't invest in insurance company. You go out and you get your own policy. That's right. And that's, that's what we're talking about here. And the fact is, is that gold has zero counterparty risk. It's created once. You own that ounce. Nobody else owns that ounce. And that's, that's the deal. Mm-hmm. Same thing with physical silver. It's been very busy this week. And uh, apologize if we haven't gotten back to all everyone's phone calls, but uh, we're, we're getting there. And obviously part of that is because the price has been moving up. And so people get excited about the market moving up. And then there's also some of the geopolitical risks that are coming around and inflation is coming down on us. I mean, it couldn't be more of a perfect storm in the physical market. So in the next segment, let's talk about where this market can potentially go within this uh, within this perfect storm and what's going to continue to drive it much, much higher. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. It's The Real Money Show on AM640. And we'll be right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, before we, before we jump on and continue our, our, our path here... You know, you, you see all these articles come out every week uh, on on the markets, and some some articles are saying everything's great, everything's dandy, just keep doing what you're doing. And then the other articles are completely opposite of that, and it's it's just this windshield washer, and just feeling like you're you're just a you know grass in the wind of just following the whims of these quote unquote smart people. And as someone who's been in this for 15 years, and you've been in this for over 10 years. Don't you don't you just come to a point where you go? I know what the truth is. <laughs> I know yeah. what gold and silver actually are, and I really, you know, we come onto the show every week and we bring these articles, and it's great that Goldman Sachs says, you know, people are buying gold and it's fantastic. But at the end of the day, I mean, we know what the truth is. We don't even need to talk about these articles no. at all. No. Do you feel that way sometimes? No, it's it, especially like the the insurance salesman. Uh, since we're talking about gold as insurance, the insurance salesmen, they sell with fear. You know, they said they really push the fear factor. And it's not a, uh, for us, it's not a matter of, you know, drumming up, you know, fear uh, with all of these articles, not the point. The point is, it's, it's a supportive, uh, and we, it's a supportive of our fundamentals, and it's supportive of an asset class that we truly believe in. And once you can, you know, we, we look at both sides of the spectrum for, for Jeremy and I, we look at 
this form of media and that form of media, we come to our common consensus. And it just makes sense with gold. It's been around for millennia as a store of value. And as you introduce many other types of currencies and money and, and various options of chasing yield, we don't want to take risk. We don't, we don't want to lose money. We don't want to roll the dice with wealth, um, especially if it's you know, for future generations to come. Generational wealth, you don't gamble with. You protect it, and you want to position it for growth. And you know, this is why we have Goldman Sachs and, and smart people talking about park it in gold, and you'll see it grow because you know, despite what some of these smart guys and smart pundits and smart financial analysts trying to dissuade people against gold that it's going to drop because of rising interest rates, you know, Goldman Sachs actually wrote this week that there is a common concern for gold in 2020 is this, this, the, the Fed rate hikes and the potential for higher uh, long-term real rates. However, uh, they find that historically gold tends to increase during rate hike periods. This is exactly what we said last week with Investopedia and TD Bank when they said, well, they're gonna, interest rates are going to go up, so gold's going to drop. Yeah. Well, that, 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 that's totally out of the – that never happens. It has not happened since 1975. And Goldman Sachs is chiming in again. So uh, you got to do your own research at this point. Turn off the TV, do your own research, and then com, come to your, com, your, your, own, your own decision. Yeah, you know, look, gold is truth. Um, you know, they, they debauched the currency back in 71 when they took gold off the standard. And then you wonder why the, why the culture is debauched. Mm-hmm. You wonder why why are everything you're watching is just it, the culture's falling apart and and countries are falling apart and the mo- amount of money that's been printed creates this mass confusion in the market because everything is distorted. You don't really even know what the value of anything is, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know what the gender of things are. <laughs> like, so it's just it's, it's become a, a point where they want to confuse you and just kind of like baffle you with BS. It's, it's a lot of noise. It's a lot of noise. And when you just bring it back down to basics and you go, look, there is a finite amount of gold. 101. You bring it out of the ground. It costs blood, sweat, and tears. It's all above ground that's ever been mined. It's still there. It doesn't tarnish. It doesn't dis- disappear. It doesn't erode. That is the sort of peace of mind that should make you want to have some in your portfolio, that should have anybody want a little in their portfolio. Now, you and I are both pretty conservative in terms of being investors anywhere. We don't live in a um, you know, YOLO, you only live once kind of universe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Families, you want to take care of them, and you, you go out and you get your insurance, and you say, okay, how am I going to protect my wealth? Better yet, how am I going to be a custodian of this wealth for the future? You know, if you're lucky enough to get to a point where, hey, you've got all your basic needs covered and you've got a a savings and you've got a retirement and you've covered your basic needs for yourself, you can start to look about look at the next generations, whether it's your family or someone else in in your family, extended family, et cetera. And you start to think about, okay, how do I be a good custodian about Mm -hmm. this? Mm -hmm. If I buried $10,000 of cash back in the 70s, guess what? I can't even I can't even bring that cash to the bank and get get the nominal amount. Right, right. Exactly. Stewardship is the key. And this is part of the reason why I do what I do, Jeremy. And you know, you hit the nail on the head when you said this is really about generational wealth and passing it on and being a good steward of of the wealth and everything that we have given been given. Um, Despite, you know, regardless of the amount of of your portfolio, whether it is a few thousand, whether it is seven figures, you know, we here at Guildhall, we want to listen to your concerns, and we want to help you 
become a good steward in the gold and the silver markets and really get excited about passing these things on and, and seeing the potential, especially in the silver market. Silver is that key for, for ownership of properties, in my opinion, for ownership of assets and growing your, and diversifying your portfolio with other real assets that will be there for you in the future, be there for your children in the future. So this is probably the best time to get involved. Brass tax, Jerry. Where do you where do you see the prices going? Well, Honestly, and and maybe I should maybe I should uh, preface this by saying maybe it doesn't matter, but sure where, does. where do you see the price going? You sure think, does. You think gold? You think gold can quadruple, quintuple? Look, we're here to make money at the same time. We're here to make people a lot of money at the same time, and this is what gold and silver are going to do. If you invest in gold, if you put your money into gold, you will make money. Uh, the, the cup and handle show it. People are excited about the cup and handle. This is a massive chart that is indicating that gold should head into the, the, the thousands. We're talking about a gold revaluation potentially. There was a conversation back and forth with uh, the Bundesbank this week. We'll get to that a little later. Um, but um, you know, when we're seeing the central banks hike at the, start to hike, um, they're going to run and chase inflation. When they realize they can't chase that inflation, Goldman Sachs says they're going to be forced to hike more and more. Uh, than, than current, currently expected. And gold should be resilient as this would increase fears of a potential recession. And because of that, therefore, boost the demand for safe haven assets. Or, uh, or they, could, they could reverse course like they did in 2018 and lower rates and print money again all of a sudden and then say, oh, we've got to chase it again and then just start going back and forth and creating crazy volatility. Because look, they, they don't know what they're doing. Why wouldn't they run around like chickens with their head, heads cut off? Well, Goldman Sachs had that report that we are entering in. We have entered into a decades-long metals bull cycle. And this is what we're talking about. It coincides with the, the cup and handle, and which is why I believe that gold can hit into the thousands, and that would push silver into the mid-100 level. And we're going to be seeing that. We're going to be seeing, and we want people to participate. Get yourself at least two, 15 to 2,000 ounces of silver. Guildhall has the best prices in silver right now. Contact us. Put us to the test, and we'll, we'll get that physical silver in your portfolio. Even Egon von Greyerts was on uh, Wall Street uh, Silver interview this past week, and he echoed that he believes gold could easily get to 10,000, and at 16 to 1, you're looking at gold, be, uh, silver being into the $600 range, um, which could happen. It could easily happen. When you look at just how undervalued it is right now, why not? We've seen many other things go from completely worth nothing in terms of price to mm. being very, very valuable. Let's talk more about that in the next segment. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. With Guildhall, it's all about the physical, physical, physical. If you can't hold it, you don't own it, contact us. We'll show you how to acquire some physical precious metals for the first time or even think about diversifying into the registered accounts by full direct ownership of your physical product. Again, it's guildhallwealth.com. This is The Real Money Show on AM640, and we'll be right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. We want to acquire the physical assets that 
no one else can touch, so there's no counterparty risk. We want to insulate ourselves from some of the geopolitical risks that are going on right now. We want to insulate ourselves from the inflation risks that are going on right now and the potential market volatility that could go along with that. That's essentially the, the themes that we've been discussing today, Jerry. Now, you, just before we went to break, you were mentioning the cup and handle, saying, saying my interpretation is that the technicals – are aligning themselves with the fundamentals. Would that be correct? Absolutely, yep. The, what we're seeing is a total alignment with the fundamentals uh, more than ever before. So it's getting very exciting for us in precious metals. And it's not just precious metals that are, are getting exciting because I think what's going to happen is as people realize <laughs> the fiat that was concocted out of thin air is worthless, we listened to the right off the top with uh, Stuart and uh, Thomas Honig, who was the former president of the Kansas Reserve, saying it's a fiat system. It doesn't mean anything. It's a fugazi. You know? <laughs> uh, it doesn't exist. It never existed. You just believed in it. So we pull back the curtain and we see that the wizard is just a man and we want to follow that yellow brick road and uh, we want to not fall asleep in the poppy fields. We want to be awake and understand what's happening and understand what the value of a dollar is. And that's really what happens when you start to own gold. It's a, it never ceases to amaze me, Jerry. I'm sure you could probably regale us with a story this week where the minute someone thinks about actual ownership, say, was that safe? Is it safe for me to have mm -hmm. 10 ounces of gold in a car? Have you had someone ask about that recently? Yeah, all the time. And it's it's a question that you have to have. It's a question that I often have with people that are taking at least you know ten ounces of gold home. You know, are you comfortable with keeping that in your possession? Do you want to store it with us? You know, and you know, you, as you as you learn with people, if, as long as you're a private individual and you don't you know you don't let people know your business, uh, you can take delivery of your goods, and uh, you know, you know, you can come in and have a look at the goods, even test them in front of us, uh, and we'll um, we'll show you the gold market. But yeah, yeah, you know. We deal in physical purchases. Probably half of our business is over the counter, so people taking care care of the product themselves and self storing. Others don't feel as comfortable having the product, whether it's in a in a safety deposit box at a bank or securing it on, on their own property or wherever they're securing the product on their own. Maybe they like the idea of having it in a vault where they know, look, it's an an IROC approved vault. It's outside the banking system. They can have access to the product at any time, take delivery at any time, but then have also access to the liquidity, being able to pick up the pick up the phone and be able to sell very easily. And obviously, you can do that in your registered accounts. Um, I always, I'm always finding it interesting about people who are looking to sell property and get into the gold market and there's definitely some ways well rather i should say what are the what is the challenge for someone who is getting out of real estate and getting into the gold what would be the biggest challenge for them uh the for for me the, the common conversation that i have with a lot of real estate investors is just um overcoming the the spread or the cost to get into the market into gold and realizing uh, what gold will need to do uh, when you need to sell that gold and liquidate in the future. So how would someone get over that hump? Uh, you would need to go into the kilo bars. You would need, so Guildhall, we offer uh, various sizes of, of bullion, whether it be starting from 5-gram, 10-gram bars, 1-ounce bars and coins, 10-ounce bars, starting to get more practical and economical at that point. But the most economical way for realtors, real estate investors, to get into this market would be for kilo bars because we understand that there's going to be an opportunity 
uh, for you to get back into the real estate market. There are ratios that we watch, the silver to gold, silver to gold ratio, the silver to real estate ratio, gold to real estate ratio. It's a lot and of ratios, Jerry. It's a lot of ratios, and they're historic, and they go back centuries. So we have to trust these ratios. And and to overcome that uh, that cost of getting into gold, the, the wisest thing to do would be to go into the kilo bar, selling a lot of these lately. Yeah, the kilo bar reduces the premium by almost half. That's right. So it allows you to get over. The other thing that you can do is ladder in. So that way you're not going all in and waiting to overcome. If the price comes down, great, you can cost average. And then as well, if, if you're making money in the market already or profiting on the, at that point, uh, getting over the cost of doing business, then you can go with some smaller purchases along the way and easily absorb those costs. Mm -hmm. So the idea is to always keep you in a position where you feel like your nose is out in front yep. and that you can maintain that. You know, when people say, I, I, I'm looking for liquidity, what they're really saying in my mind is, I'm looking for liquidity in a profit situation. Right, because stocks are incredibly liquid, but not if you're down fifty percent. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen people in in the market where they're calling us and saying, "I need to sell some gold," and I'm thinking, "Why are you selling your gold?" And then you kind of find out, "Oh, it's because most of the stocks that they have aren't doing so well." Mm. So all of a sudden, they're not that liquid. That's right. Right? Losses aren't liquid in mm -hmm. in some ways unless you're really willing to let it go and find another way to overcome mm -hmm. in a different in a different aspect. So that's another way to do it. I'm seeing a lot of pe we've always seen people open TFSAs. Yeah. Right. Because if I mean, we're talking about where gold could go. Eight when gold hit eight hundred and fifty back in nineteen eighty, the debt in the U.S. was one trillion. If you were to take that eight hundred and fifty to the thirty trillion where they're at today, that's twenty five thousand dollar gold. Mm -hmm. And if the Dow were to come off a thirty thirty percent from its high, which was in the thirty five thousand dollar range, you're at twenty four thousand points. That's a one-to-one -one ratio on the Dow and a one and an eight hundred and fifty to one trillion on on the debt. Mm -hmm. They've doubled the monetary supply, the money base in the last couple of years. I mean, that's literally taking the the bank pot in a, mono, in a monopoly table right. and just bringing out a whole new tray tray of dollars. <laughs> What's right. the price of Park Place going to be? It's going to double. Absolutely. Eventually, it's going to double. So we know where the we know where this is headed. We, now we just need the protection. Some final thoughts, Jerry. Yeah, this is what we're seeing um, out of the out of Germany. So there was a back and forth with uh, the German central bank and Jan Junhaus, who is a financial a researcher, independent financial researcher, and he had a conversation about you know this very issue of government debt to GDP levels in all pretty much all countries are at an all time high, and they're not too. And he's concerned of how are we going to reckon with this debt to GDP ratio? How is the central banks going to you know, get out of this. And he brings up the revaluation, the, the mighty gold revaluation to write off bad debt. In essence, this was not dismissed by the German Central Bank. And it's something that has been done before in the past over, over the centuries. And it's one that they can employ relatively quickly because of the central bank balance sheet, which has international reserves, which consists of gold, FX reserves, as well as the special drawing rights. So with an easy gold revaluation, you can write off the bad debts. There is a solution. But where would the gold price have to be? It would have to be at that ratio of $25,000. 17 to $25,000 gold will do it. And what we have to see what happens with uh, with this economy. I think the the pinprick for them to force their hand will be the the interest rate hikes in the U.S. We'll have to see. And then we'll see where the price of silver goes because that's going to be absolutely explosive, as they always say. Gold uh, silver will be gold on steroids. Well, that does it for another edition of the Real Money Show. Jerry, thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. Uh, my name's Jeremy Wiseman. The number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Hold on to your hats. 
Get your physical gold. It's going to be a fun one. Thanks for listening. And we look forward to speaking with you next week here on The Real Money Show on AM640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.